When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. That recording started. Here we go! There's only four words. This is something, something Bronco. This one's for Pat! Guys, this is Ramon Sauce! There's only one person that carries the ball right here! Ten people back in the system. Featuring Mike the Seco. And Jess Place. And Jess Place. Let's go, Let's go. Welcome to Something Something Broncos. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Something Something Broncos. This time, I'm going to go ahead and record. Uh, Mike and I were good five minutes into the podcast when right. I realized, holy God, I had not recorded. Guys. I might have been the best five minutes in podcast. It was. And it's gone. It's gone. We talked about Russ. We talked about Alex Singleton. We talked about the Broncos losing to the Texans. Uh, What was it? 22 to 17? Is that what I thought the most impressive part was where we solved the Israeli Palestinian conflict. Oh, yeah. It's gone forever. What we said. What? What? I don't even remember what it was now. And now. Like the library at Alexandria. It's gone forever. (laughs) So. Before before I started recording, uh, Mike, yes. uh, you were saying that, that this loss was wholly due to Russell Wilson, and I said it was wholly due to Alex Singleton's boneheaded move. Would you like to bring our audience up to speed with our private conversation? I would by saying I didn't say that. I said that Russell Wilson was probably one of the biggest reasons we lost the game, but he was also the reason we had a chance to win at the end. He did the third, fourth quarter – he made the plays. He drove the team down, gave us a chance to win the game. But the reason he had to make those plays and give us a chance to win the game was because of the boneheaded uh, interceptions. And we all saw the plays he missed, you know, the infamous one to Jerry Judy on fourth down, a couple other ones where he could have uh, made a better read on the defense. So he didn't cover himself in glory. It was one of his lowest rated games of the year, but he almost won the game anyway. So, like you said, it is uh, Russell Wilson's fault. Were it not for uh, Alex Singleton's boneheaded uh, personal foul uh, uh, for what? Stupid play. Stupid. Totally stupid. Didn't need to happen. Just kind of got caught up in the moment. And, and oh, we have a fight on the other side. No, it was not like a keep to leave. It was not like that. It like it, it was totally like Alex Singleton is no keep to leave. Let me just say that nobody's getting the keep to leave and. Thank God. That guy is a one of a kind, and I love him. But Alex, he hasn't played well all year. 
And this is just the most glaring of what has been a disappointing year coming on the heels of signing a free agent contract, which is looking more and more like another George Payton blunder. So yeah, he didn't do himself any favors. You know, we drafted Drew Sanders. He's been playing more of an outside rush position, I believe, but I don't know. You know, then Sean Payton called him out. He called Russell Wilson out after the game. I like seeing Sean Payton call people out. He has the, the respect and the experience to be able to do that. Did you like Sean Payton calling these people out, or is that an in-house thing for you? No, I think it's good. I, 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 the fans obviously saw what happened. It, it it would be nice to have the coach speak to what happened on the field. And so I, it's kind of a refreshing change to have some sort of accountability where he's like, yeah, that was terrible. Like, I don't know what was going on there. We're going to have to fix that. And Sean Payne's going to tell you what he thinks, whether it's about Nathaniel Hackett or Russ or whatever. And I think you need that because – like you said, we all saw what happened. And so pretending it didn't happen doesn't do anybody any good, any good at all. And, you know, they say good teams can play bad and still win. Man, we were right there to winning this game. We were so close to being able to win this game. And I thought we were going to do it. And it hurts. Doesn't it hurt? Are you disappointed? I had a bad feeling about it going into it. I I, I did. And then, yeah, you, you look at it after the fact with all the, the Jerry Judy, like, wide open streaking down the field. Like, why isn't Russ looking his direction? Like, maybe that's also why we haven't seen much of Marvin Mims is because, not that Marvin has been that open, but uh, it's just, it, it, he's not going through his progressions. He's not hitting his reads. And um, well, it's another, showed. Yeah. I mean, another person Champagne called out was, not by name, but uh, McGlinchey. You know, he said we're, we were getting too much pressure on the right side of the line, which is Mike McGlinchey. True. And I feel like Russ is running scared. He's got PS, PST, P, PTSD. LMNOP. LMNOP. He hears a loud noise and he panics and he turns his back and he starts scrambling. And I thought last week he did a good job of kind of standing in there, taking a few hits. But this week, it's like, he was already deciding to run before he even considered how open Judy was. So it's not that he wasn't going through his reads as much as he gave up on them really early. Maybe it's the same thing, but the offensive line did him no favors. He was, he's been under constant duress last week. He dealt with it better than this week, but I feel like he's just one to bail. He doesn't have time for those routes to develop. It killed me because, um, at least to these eyes. And and this isn't something that I, I feel like was, talked about at great length on Twitter or anywhere else. Um, also wide open on that last play underneath Samaj yeah. Perrin was, was right. had squirted free and squirted. he was open for a touchdown as well. Yeah. Like, and so that's well, and they also had Judy like on a slant on that same, uh, same series right on the goal line. It reminds me of last year. I remember when uh, I think it was against the jets where KJ Hamler could have got the ball and walked in and he was throwing his helmet and disgust and everything. Um, Before he injured himself? Again, yeah. But it reminds me of that situation. <laughs> it was a little slant right across the middle that he could have ran into the end zone un- unscathed. Russ is missing way too many open receivers. There's just no way around it. Sean Payton is getting people open. Receivers are getting open. Whether it's a combination of Russ not understanding the offense, not going through his progressions, and what I think is the biggest thing, the offensive line not giving him time to competently sit there and do it. Russ will. Russ has not been able to run the offense that he's put up to, been put, put out there to run. So, 
Are the Broncos bad again? Is this a bellwether for the rest of the season? Are they going to make the playoffs? Can I quote uh, something here from uh, Andrew Mason? He put on Twitter this morning that the Broncos' 1,248 net passing yards in the last eight games is the fewest since Tim Tebow was our quarterback. Um, That year they had, over the last eight games, just over 1,000 yards passing. And I was saying last week or two weeks ago, that this offense reminds me of Tim Tebow's offense, that it's getting defense, it's getting turnovers, looking bad, making a few opportunistic plays, and the stats are not what you want to see. Whenever you're being compared to the Tim Tebow offense, you're not doing it right. And I'm afraid that let's say Russ goes four out of five in the next games, wins four in the next five, that we're stuck in that Andy Dalton, Derek Carr phase where Russ did too good to get rid of him, but not good enough that we can actually win anything with them. And then you're stuck in the worst place in the NFL, which is purgatory. You're in that middle ground. You're not good enough to go to the playoffs. You're not bad enough to get a good draft pick. And I think there's enough of a body of work that why it hasn't been all Russ's fault and he's not terrible. He's not the answer. He may not be the entire problem, but he's not the entire answer either. And I think you have to get rid of him. And I think you have to move on with somebody else next year. Cap hit, be damned. Am I wrong? I'm not wrong. Tell me I'm right. Wipe that little smirk off your face. Are you frozen? Oh, my God, he's frozen. I thought he was just smirking at me. Oh, great. He's frozen. I'm going to have to uh... – all right. I'm going to have to just fill up dead air here. Oh, let's see here. What should we talk about? Because Jess here, see, we got this new podcast software. And he says he can't edit it, and he's frozen. I can see his picture there. I thought he was just smirking at me for a long time, which he has done before. I don't even know if you can hear this, but uh, I think you – I think you get rid of Russ. I don't think that's a knee-jerk reaction to this one last game. Oh, he's gone now. I'm on the only one here. Guys, I'm all alone. I am podcasting solo. Finally, what I've wanted. Mike, what do you think we should do about the passing game? Well, Mike, good question. I think you got to get rid of Russ. I don't think he is able to elevate this team to where it needs to be. He's not good enough to put his playmakers like Judy or whatever in a position to make those plays. He's not good enough to stand in there, get the rid of the ball quickly, and help his offensive line out. His offensive line has not been setting the world on fire, but he's got to do a better job of taking advantage of the time they give him. And, you know, let's also say it, Javante, everybody loves Javante. He has been average to below average this year. He is three yards and a cloud of dust, and... We need to be better at the running back position. P. Ryan is ideal in the role that he's in. Third down back, catching the ball out of the backfield. Spot player, he's not a lead back. McLaughlin hasn't shown to be a lead back this year. We need tight end help. We need wide receiver help. We need offensive line help. Probably need running back help. I think we need quarterback help. I think the only position we're set at is that fullback because who gives a shit about the fullback? So... That's Mike's take. I'm waiting for Jess to get back. We're recording. I don't know if he's coming back. I don't know what to do here. Um, Defensively, still too easy for teams to move. Too many wide open people, whether that's scheme, whether that is personnel. I mean, obviously, we know the uh, atrocious history defense has had covering linebackers. I, I just think this team's cupboard is pretty bare, and the amazing job – uh, VJ has been doing over these last six games to help cover up a lot of sins. And they did a really, really good job, but a better team 
drops 30 on the uh, Broncos this week. Jess's testing. The internet appears to have taken a dump. Jess's internet has taken a dump. I'm going to text him here real quick. I'm still recording. Um, so, I don't know. Do they have enough talent? I think P.J. Locke has been a revelation. Obviously, McMillan has been uh, everything you'd want. PS2, Zach Allen deserves a lot of credit. He's been just a fine everybody, including us, thought that Draymond was the way to go. That This is a step down. Oh, my God, Jess is back. Michael, can you hear me? I've been vamping for the last, like, eight minutes talking about things. I, I don't know what happened. Our internet went down, and, and then it came back, and then I was gone, and then, Michael, can you hear me? Still recording, so I've been talking. You have A-plus gold material to hunt through now. Oh, my God. And, and that's all the time we have for today for just <laughs> <laughs> Yay! So, all right, so we at last said that uh, this is how you believe that we'll be forever. We'll be middling. We'll, we will be uh, a middle-of-the-road team with not a high enough draft pick to get a quarterback in the future and not uh, a winning mentality. Sean Payton has to have the courage to make the tough choice. Even if Russ gets us to 10 wins and we sneak into the playoffs, I think that's his ceiling. And is that good enough? Are we, Do you want to be the uh, – Andy Dalton Bengals and be the a wild card team every year. Is that our ceiling? Is that what we want to be? No, it isn't. And if, if Russ can't get us to the Super Bowl, there is no point for him being on the roster. I think he has to make the tough choice to release him, to move on, seller cap be damned. I, I think we saw Russ, like I say, he's not the problem. He's not all of the problem, but he's not the answer. And if you're not the answer at that position, you have to keep looking for the answer. Well, I don't know if you really want to go into quarterback purgatory just yet, but um, I, I have to agree that you need to look at it. I, I, it, I don't really want to go into like Joe Flacco territory again. Agreed. Like I don't want to become the Browns with their winning record. Agreed. But like I say, I Russ is like Derek Carr. He's going to he was going to get you nine to ten wins, but he was never actually going to do anything in the playoffs same with Andy Dalton you know that and so right now with Russ our ceiling is nine and seven or nine and eight ten and seven probably that's I mean that and that's not bad but do you want that to be your team's ceiling to maybe sneak in the playoffs pull a, an upset in the wild card round and then go home or do you need to make the bold move and say we're gonna get rid of him we're gonna try to get a good young quarterback whether it's an in injury risk like Penix or Whatever, this team will not get to the Super Bowl without either a bold move to get that quarterback or a blind-ass lucky move where you get somebody like Brock Purdy or Tom Brady. I don't know. we got to do something. Well, you depress me now. So I feel bad about myself and others, uh, so the people closest right to me, here. including yourself. I look, I look, but this fancy outfit should be cheering you up there, you know, a little bit fancy. It's, it's close. It's close. Um. Yeah, it, it there the blemishes came back with this loss. It, it it showed us again kind of where we are struggling. I it's fun to play playoff team. Uh I honestly think that we could make the playoffs just cuz our, our schedule is uh super easy. It should be super easy going forward with the exception of the Lions. Um I you know, it's gravy. If we get a winning record, it's gravy. That That's what Lori said. That's what Chris said. Yeah. Uh, I honestly think that because we lost this Houston game, 
I think that we don't have any more play. Like we really need to win all the games we should win. And now we have to win that game against the Detroit lions in Detroit. So, um, but even let's say we win four out of the last five, we get, we're 10 and seven. We sneak into the last playoff. We don't. Do you keep Russ around though? Is that good enough? Or are you like, despite that, despite it not being entirely your fault and you showing improvement, we got to move on. It depends on who you can get in the off season. Like it, it, are we able to get a, a Penix, a, a Bo Nix, a quarterback in the first round who is worth a damn? Like that's really the question. And then at that point you can, you can answer what you do with Russ. I mean, is Russ a standalone, uh, stalwart of this offense no not at all but he's better than the joe flacco they would bring in i would agree but you can't talk about russ without talking about the salary cap and the sooner you get out from underneath that salary cap quagmire boulder resting on your neck the better and so the longer you wait just the more you're kicking the can down the road right well i if you can get some value for that salary cap and have him start next year while you bring along a young quarterback, like I hate having to say that, but yeah, it's, it's actually like you're trading uh, Russ. He has no trade value. No, no. Yeah. I mean, do you cut him and then move on or do you keep him around and then in week six, start a rookie? Yeah. That, that might be the most realistic scenario, but but it feels so much better to talk about just cutting him out, right? Like you've ruined yeah. us. <laughs> you know, it's hard to say last year because of Nathaniel Hackett. Let, so, by the way, Zach Wilson saying he's not sure if he wants to start again for Nathaniel Hackett. Just unheard of and hilarious and LOL. But it's hard to judge Russ because what do you do with the Hackett year? And then he's been better. He's shown improvement, but he's shown very clearly what his limitations are. His fundamental misunderstandings of the position are on display with the Jerry Judy and the Samaji Perrine. And, and when he's missing those wide open receivers and tucking and running, it's yeah. glaring. Yeah. I mean, if he got the ball out where it should have been against Marvin Mims, that's a walk-in touchdown. He got bailed out with a uh, P.I. call. Even the interception against uh, Sutton. If he had led him a little bit more, would Sutton have had more of a chance to fight for that pass? It was a great play by Stingley, of course. But even he's had the deep shots there, and he's supposed to be a great deep ball quarterback. And that was his strength, right? He can hit the deep ball, and that's not a strength anymore. No. Now it's his legs. That's his strength, is that he can tuck and run. He's he's Bradley Vinpelt. <laughs> that's where we are. Uh, so do. We want to what? bring a quarterback. You need to find somebody with a winning pedigree, like an MVP type level quarterback, right? That's who yes. You want. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. 
This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So we agree that the Broncos should try and sign Chad Kelly to be our QB1, right? What is this? No. (laughs) He's the CFL MVP, baby. Uh, uh, No, (laughs) no. Yeah. No. Can you imagine if they brought him into training camp? How awful the fan base would be. Like he's got to start. He's he took one snap and kneel down, and it was the most legendary kneel down in Broncos history. I would just bring vacuum cleaner attachments to like celebrate at the games and be like, yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I I would want to bring Chad Kelly into as a training camp arm just for the the drama and hilarity on Twitter. It would be fantastic. Yeah, but after that five minutes, then you'd be stuck with the reality that Chad Kelly was your quarterback. That's true. I mean, but what if Chad Kelly is the next Chad Kelly? Like, like the Chad Kelly everybody thinks he is. No. No, I agree. No. Let's, yeah. I'm be serious, Jess. I'd like, we have an important game coming up this week against the Chargers of Los Angeles. Could we oh, talk about that? Could we talk? What do you think? What do you think it's going to? You're so optimistic. Do you think it's optimistic, the outlook? It's a game they should win. Is it a game they will win? Nobody knows because Justin Herbert, Hey Bear, like I want to call him because of Bobby. Because I'm French now, I guess. Um, yes. Um, and nobody would be surprised if he put up 315, three touchdowns and had a great game. But Staley versus Peyton is the biggest reason why I think we will win the game. Peyton is, is going to run mental laps around him. If Russ can hit a couple, three of the plays that he needs to hit, I think we win the game. I'm looking at like 24 to 14. 24-14, a 10-point disparity. You think that the Chargers can only get two touchdowns? They only got two field goals this last week against the uh, Patriots. Yeah, that's, yeah. but do you think they might rebound and, like, go off? The I mean, it's possible. Has, like, it is possible. Like I said, if Herbert threw for 350 and three touchdowns. I wouldn't be surprised he's that talented. But like we said, the defense, the, in, the turnover luck ran out this week. But they still played really, really good. It was uh, C.J. Stroud's lowest-rated game in the year. They played well enough to win. Even without the turnovers, the defense has been and is legit. And I like their chances to go into uh, L.A., into that game, and do what they need to do to win. Same thing with Cleveland and Houston. Will the offense do enough on their end to seal the deal? I maintain that the Broncos are going to split with the Chargers. So I would like them to win this week and then i would like them to win in the second to last week of the season to prove me foolish um it isn't hard it's a low bar it it really it really is um i think we could pull it off we might be we might be able to make me look foolish well you know the thing we gotta figure the game is in sofi which means it's it's like a home game. game it's a home game so you know justin is much more likely to be in a silent count than russ because even when the Chargers are doing well, they get no support. And at what four and seven or whatever awful thing they are right now, that is a very gettable ticket. If you are a Broncos fan in Los Angeles, it is a very gettable ticket. They are five and seven. We are six and six. Clearly superior. That one game difference. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think the Broncos win. I, I'm going to say Broncos win 35 to 20. 35. Four. 35. Yes, I think the Broncos find themselves out on the field Jess, and they we, score a lot. I thought we were trying to make you not look foolish. No, no, I, no, I, this is going to be kind of a coming out game for them, I think. I think, uh, I think I'm digging myself a hole here, but I'm going to justify what I just said because I would okay, never okay. lead you astray, Mike. I would never okay. do that. Um, Jerry Judy, they're going to look for Jerry Judy suddenly because now they're like, oh, Jerry's open. Marvin Mims, Cartland Sutton. We actually have a pretty good offense. Like if if, if Russell can distribute the ball, good things will happen. And how many of those how many of those botched plays would have been points if someone had caught the ball or if the ball had been well thrown or thrown at all? Or thrown at all. Thank you. Thank but you, Mike. Not, I mean, is McGlinchey, are those guys going to give him time? I mean, really? No, no, but but you can't consistently miss like you did this last game. Like, yeah. I, I feel like this yes, could be yeah. the opportunity that we've been looking for for good things to happen. The opportunity was there on Sunday. The opportunities were there. Yeah. I don't know. Why, why is this week going to be different then? Because it's the Chargers, and they collapse, and they – We're the Broncos who make – Good things turn bad and bring you pain every holiday season. All right, Mike. We are 29 minutes deep into what is supposed to be a 18-minute podcast. So I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, this has been Something Something Broncos. The Denver Broncos are going to beat the snot out of the Los Angeles Chargers of Anaheim, San Diego. Um, Mike, are you there? What? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I just I'm wrapping the show up. Do you have any my, parting oh, thoughts? Yeah, on... I, I changed my audio settings so now I can mute. Can you can you hear me now? Yeah, now you're faking. He's faking being muted. Oh, I was. I I wasn't. I even said, Jess, I'm not faking. Okay, oh. I fixed my audio settings. Problem resolved. Listeners. Well, thank God. I'm glad we could all work through Mike's technical difficulties in hey, this week's episode of Something Something Broncos. Just this? like the Denver Broncos are going to work through their technical record? difficulties. Push record and next time, Jess. What? Push record next time. It's recorded. We've got a whole 30 minutes of show. It's great. Finally, it's, not, we don't have the first five minutes. But I'm just going to put it all out there without editing any of it so that everyone can see just what kind of a first-class operation this is. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> nope. Nope. I'm going to edit. All right. So for Mike DeSico, I am Jess Place. For Jess Place, I'm Mike DeSico. Be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts yes. and on the Twitters. And, Twitter. and I think I'm going to start using the threads. So if you hear this and you're on the threads, send me a message. so that Same I, here. I'm there. I'm on Blue Sky, too. Let's do the the what? You're in Blue Montana? Sky. It's like a Twitter alternative that I find better than threads. Oh, that's like a soda, like a natural soda. It's that's made in New Mexico, which is why, you know, it's just it's like the cream of the crop that is there. Yeah. Amen. All right. Well, follow us wherever you do the things. We love you. Yes. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Pizza, pizza. Yeah. Yeah. I'm your friend.